Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Are you ready to do this again? Are you loose? Are you live? Have you done your warm-up stretches? Tonight will be a study in political cringe. I hope so anyway. I hope so. I certainly don't hope that our main item tonight is going to be anything useful or good or tangible in any way, shape or form. (laughs) It's not what I'm going for. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am Boogie Bumper, your host, hopefully for the next hour or so, maybe a little bit longer. We'll see how we go. Thank you so much for joining us, whoever you are, whatever you are, on this Monday night. I hope you had a lovely weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. Actually, can I just start off by something I want to share with you guys? You know, we've been doing this for a while now, and it's a very small audience. People like to criticize my audience, but... I think it's a very small, intimate audience that punches well above its weight. So I'm going to I'm gonna go on a limb here. I don't often talk about, you know, what I do and things that I'm involved in. But I'm going to give you the hot tip here. And I'm sure that you'll all ruin it for me. I'm somebody who never watched Game of Thrones when it was on. Not interested. Everyone's like, Boogs, you've got to watch this show, man. It's fucking unreal, man. There's incest, there's murder, there's sex all the time. You've got to see it, man. You have got to see Game of Thrones. No thanks. No thanks, bro. Not interested. Too busy. Got other stuff going on. Don't really watch a lot of TV. Not a fan. So yesterday I thought, you know what? It's been, what, eight years? I'll give it a look. So now I'm watching Game of Thrones. So I'm halfway through episode five. And it's funny because, like I said, I don't really watch a lot of TV. By the end of the second one, don't no spoilers. <laughs> By the end of the second episode, it happened a decade ago, so you probably don't even remember. By the end of the second episode, I was like, man, these Lannisters are real pieces of shit. I hope somebody spikes that bitch at some point. I'm going to have to keep watching now in the hope that somebody puts her head on a spike because this thing is a cunt. And now I'm now I'm in. Now I'm hooked. Now they've got me. They've got me by the short and curlies and I can't escape. So I will be watching Game of Thrones episode five later today, followed by six, seven, and then another seven or eight years worth of shit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually really like the little midget guy. He's good. I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy yet, but I like his style. I like the way he handles himself, the way he goes about things. So there you go. A little insight into the world of books. Hope you enjoyed it. It's the last time I'll ever share anything. People were in the chat just before we get to our stuff here. Got lots to get through as always. Thank you so much for joining us on all the platforms. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to ruin my Game of Thrones experience before it even starts, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. 
<laughs> Short and curlies. <laughs> Poppy's like, sucker. They got you, man. They sucked you in. Don't do it, man. Save yourself. Don't do it. It's not worth it, bro. It's going to get to the end and you're going to hate it. I know. I know. Before we get to our main stuff here, people were in the chat talking about recession. Will there be a recession? Will there not be a recession? Uh, there's going to be a recession at some point. It's never a question of if. It's just a question of when. You know, in my opinion, that's one of the great failings of Western politics over the last 40 or 50 years. And it's something that actually feeds like mass immigration. Politicians are addicted to perpetual growth. And perpetual growth is a myth. It's a misnomer. It doesn't exist. Capitalism was never meant to have perpetual growth. The market is supposed to expand at times and it's supposed to contract at times. There are supposed to be corrections. There are supposed to be recessions. That's how the market fixes itself. When politicians uh, artificially try to manipulate the market, then they create new problems. And one of the problems is nobody wants to be in office. Nobody wants to be in power when there's a massive market correction. So they all push the can down the road. This is how you end up if you're in the United States in $21 trillion worth of debt. Because we're we're pushing the problem onto the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And the United States isn't alone. Australia's in debt. Uh, most Western countries are in debt. And, you know, you can blame a lot of things, but, you know, my, my personal politics, like, I don't even talk about it very often. I mainly, you know, focus outwardly um, but my personal politics are I like lib culturally I'm a very socially liberal person you know you can pretty much do whatever I don't really care I don't hate anybody I just kind of go along do my thing you can go along do your thing doesn't worry me but economically I would be like far right <laughs> like I don't want the government taking any money I don't want the government spending any money the the, the, the least amount of money possible that the government takes and spends is where I want to be be at but in saying that I'm not somebody who believes in privatizing everything either because there are certain things that are vital for a country to have control over like I don't want the government selling off the water supply or the electricity supply or you know uh, necessary industries like say you know steel manufacturing because if there's ever a war you don't want to call up China and say hey China can you please build us some tanks before we go to war with you Come on, bro. Build us some tanks. Build us some planes. It's not fair. You can't fight us without tanks, man. Just build us some tanks, send it over here, and then we'll start the war with you, okay? doesn't work that way. So there's certain things that I think, you know, the government needs to be involved in. Because I think, you know, privatizing everything is just as mad as the government owning everything. There's always a conversation to be had somewhere in the middle. But I don't think... Um, you know, selling everything off is necessarily the answer. Like the last global financial crisis, Australia was in surplus. Like, we didn't have any debt in Australia at the time of the last global financial crisis. And then, um, you know, to get out of debt in the first case, the conservative government sold everything off, sold off all the public assets. So now you've sold the farm. What the hell are you supposed to do the next time something comes around? So the next time something comes around, we had all this money in the bank. The left-wing government at the time wrote everybody a $900 check. And they said, oh, this is how we're going to fix the global financial crisis. And now we're in debt and we've got no more assets to sell. So we're pretty much fucked. The problem is, 
you know, there's a there's a there's a kind of when you're a fiscal conservative, there's a kind of you know ideological purity test that goes on, and I understand it because you don't want to see government spending more money. Uh, Donald Trump, for all of his failings, people talk about you know racism and stuff, but if you want to talk about the economy, um, you know, for for the successes that he's had in different areas, he's also um increased welfare spending he's increased government spending he's increased government debt which fiscal conservatives look at and go (laughs) no thanks don't like that but the problem is i think now culturally we're at a place where if you run on a platform of fiscal conservatism you're not going to get anywhere near getting elected because everybody wants the government to spend less money but they don't want the government taking money off them It's like, hey, don't take my money. Don't take my subsidy. Don't take my tax credit. Don't take my welfare. Take it off that guy. What are you coming after me for? Take him. What what are you coming after my money for? Take that guy's money. He's got more money than I do. So everybody agrees with the concept, but nobody's willing to follow through. So anybody who runs on a platform of the government needs to savagely cut spending, which is what needs to happen. At some point, it's going to happen whether we like it or not either by choice or by, you know, requirement. It's going to happen at some point. So if you run on that platform, you just won't get elected anymore. People won't elect you. There's, there's a there's too much there's a bloated sense of entitlement in the Western world. So you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. The only the only tiny little chance that you've got is to increase spending in the short term in the hope that you can grow the economy and then people would be more willing to accept government cuts. But that's a gamble. Because if you increase spending and you go into a recession, then you're pretty much handing the White House to you know, a socialist, a, a, popul- a left-wing populist who will say capitalism is the problem and we need to uh, wipe out student debt and make everything free and raise taxes to 80% to fix the economy. And, you know, like I said, if you run on fiscal conservatism, you're, you're probably going to hand the hand the White House to a guy who runs on that platform against you anyway. So it makes it very difficult and there's not much that you can do. I'm, I'm, I tend to be someone that's of the opinion that uh, the economies of the West need to crash, severely crash and burn in order for people to readjust their priorities when it comes to what the government should pay for. I mean, people like to, people in the United States like to tout the Australian healthcare system and say, "Well, the Australians are, the Australians have free healthcare and everything works fine." But there's a couple of caveats to that. Number one would be that there's only 25 million people in Australia, and 95% of the Australian population lives within a few miles of the coast. So. It's the same landmass as the United States, but it's not spread around like the United States and doesn't have 320 million people to pay for. The other problem with the healthcare system in Australia is we know that the need is always going to be bigger than the resources you have to feed that need, right? Like the healthcare need never stops. Like you never wake up one day and everybody's healthy. It doesn't work that way. There is always an, there's an infinite need and a limited resource and it's always expanding. So as you keep bringing in more people in order to feed consumerism, in order to prop up the housing market to keep the economy in a state of perpetual growth, you're also adding to the cost of healthcare. 
And as you add to the host, cost of healthcare, you need to bring in more people to get more tax to pay for the healthcare, which you, which comes from bringing more people into the country, right? <clears throat> so we estimate in like 10 years or so, unless we do something drastic when it comes to the cost of healthcare and savagely cut government spending, this is the thing. You can say free healthcare for everyone, but unless you address the the, the foundational problem of government spending and entitlement in society, eventually we'll get to a point where nobody gets healthcare. So you either give healthcare to those who absolutely have no possible way of paying for it at all, even to the point of maybe um, people who are on welfare subtracting a small amount from their welfare every single week to feed, to pay into the healthcare system, or eventually the money runs out and then nobody gets it, rich, poor, old, young, or otherwise. Those are the options. Because this kind of utopian idea that the, the economy is always going to grow and the money's always going to be there and healthcare is always going to be free, it's nonsense. It never works that way. It can't work that way. It is mathematically impossible to keep going the way that we're going. So if there's going to be a recession or not, that's not the right question. The question is when and how bad is it going to be? That's the only thing that really matters. But that's a little too serious. Um, let me let me start off tonight. Before we get to our Bernie Sanders, Cardi B chat, let me give you a positive story, guys. A, tested, a, a story that has been tested positive for positivity. Suspected drug dealer busted in possession of ecstasy pills that look like Donald Trump's head. Donald Trump can't help but create jobs. <laughs> now, this guy does not look like Donald Trump, but he does look like an ecstasy dealer. MDMA is the new MAGA. A man with Long Island ties was busted in Clearwater, Florida, Friday for possession of narcotics, including a handful of orange tablets shaped like President Trump's head. A lab test found those pills to be MDMA, also known as ecstasy, according to a police report obtained by the Daily News. Golf cops in Pinellas County busted Brendan Dolan, Brendan Dolan King, after a search of his home turned up narcotics, including a handful of MDMA pills, bearing a likeness to the 45th president. Look at that. <laughs> You're going to take a Trump. That's sensational. <laughs> I love it when people get creative. Police were responding to a call about a heroin overdose, which led them to Dolan King's home just before the weekend got underway. The 23-year-old gave officers permission to check his house during their afternoon visit, where he said, where they say they found his stash hidden in an air vent. Dolan King has a Long Island tattoo on his right arm. Police reported the smoking gun, which says the suspect is a Long Island native and a convicted drug dealer reported that he is still on probation for previously possessing cocaine and marijuana. A police report claimed the suspect showed an indication of drug influence when he was taken into custody and he was held on $2,000 bond. Making drugs great again. Donald Trump, look at that. I am too, dude, I am so trumped up right now. Yeah, let's rock, let's rock, let's rock this shit, come on! Yay, hug me. Hug me, baby. We're making disco great again. Everybody give me a hug. Man, you stink. You stink. When was the last time you had a bath or a sleep? Ecstasy. Ecstasy with Donald Trump. Everybody's favorite presidential drug, ladies and gentlemen. 
There you have it. All right. Speaking of being on drugs, Bernie Sanders and Cardi B got together in a nail salon earlier this week. <laughs> Was it last week? Now, I need to thank uh, Follow Q sent me this video, sent me the link to this because I couldn't find it anywhere. So he found the full 10-minute clip. I don't know how far we're going to get into this. This might be the most... We watched like a little 30-second teaser last week, a little 30-second preview, and I was cringing so hard that I thought my cheekbones were going to explode when we were watching it. So this could be sensational. This could be a beautiful, tragic train wreck. If you do have any Donald Trump ecstasy, now might be the time to take them. Now might be be the time to pop a little bit of sunshine into your life because uh, this could get very dark and very nasty very quickly. So let's rock and roll. Girlfriends at the salon, Bernie Sanders meets Cardi B. Let's have a look. Hi. Don't you ever feel like scared that like these people that run drug companies and these schools, you know, it's all a business. already <laughs> like don't you ever feel scared for your life homie you know the people in power they run like the drug companies and the schools it's like all a business because bernie sanders is very anti-business i don't know if you're aware that's why he agreed to do an interview in a private business nail salon where every five seconds they're, they're cutting to images of the merchandise that they sell at this nail salon. <laughs> Yeah, fuck, fuck capitalism and fuck having dirty nails because if you come down to nail 10, we can find those right up for you. Fuck capitalism and fuck bland follicles. And it's like, are you scared that you will get so many powerful people yeah. upset? <laughs> Cardi, that's what I... <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Are you, like, scared that you're going to make so many uh, powerful people upset, Bernie, motherfucker? <laughs> Cardi, of course not. That's, that just doesn't happen. I'm a state senator. I'm a state senator. I'm, I'm, I'll be fine. I, I am one of the powerful people. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Cardi, that's what I've been doing my whole life. Literally, that's all he's been doing his whole life. Because I think his first job was in the government at the age of about 28 or something like that. He has never had any other kind of job. Are you, like, scared that one day uh, you're not going to get paid to be a senator and not do much? Like, for poor people and stuff? I know you, like, talk about it a lot, but are you worried that, like, all these powerful people... Like, you've been doing this for, like, 40 years now. Like, why haven't the powerful people killed you yet? Is it because you don't do nothing? Is that why? Like, are you scared? <laughs> I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> All right, guys. So this is Cardi, Cardi and, Bernie, and Bernie. And we're out here in Detroit. They should be, that should be like a traveling road show. Cardi and Bernie. Maybe they could get their own TV show. Like a late night show, like a, you know, like a Conan O'Brien or a David Letterman hosted by Cardi B and Bernie Sanders can be the sidekick. Bernie can be her Andy Richter. Bernie can be her Paul Schaefer. You're like the government is just screwing everybody and like the drug companies and the schools is like all a big business. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Cardi. You got it, girlfriend. That's right, Card. Cardi B.
Very smart girl. At the tent nail bar, because you know I love nail nails. Bar. You I know what I'm nails. saying? A couple of weeks ago, I asked <laughs> my father. Followers, <laughs> what type of questions would you like to ask Chew. a Democratic candidate? Let's go, baby. <laughs> You gotta so you gotta show the merch. <laughs> I mean, look at all these beautiful colors. They got all the beautiful colors in here because you know I really like nails, right, Bernie? Uh huh. Oh yeah, you like nails. <laughs> Do you see how I laugh there? She's so funny. Because she, she said she likes the nails and she has big nails. Did you see that? She's a very funny girl. <laughs> Look at all the beautiful colors. And you know what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to advocate the youth in my community because I feel like there's a serious problem. I'm trying to advocate the youth in my community. <laughs> advocate the youth. Because Bernie cares about young people. Bernie is the vote for young people, right? Bernie is the vote for the young voters of America. Young people of the world unite behind Bernie Sanders, the 78-year-old soon-to-be octogenarian who understands the issues like young people things, advocating the youth in the communities uh, because he spent an afternoon in a nail salon with Cardi B. <laughs> problem right now in America. We have this bully as a president, and yeah. the only way to take him out is That's somebody right. winning. Ah. Cardi B's political analysis is, without doubt, absolutely top shelf. You see, I, you, you have to be quick to follow one thought to the next with Cardi. She's she's a thinker. So Cardi B is advocating for the youth in America because there's a serious problem right now and you have a bully as a president and the only way to take him out is by winning. Any comment, Bernie Sanders? Oh, uh, Oh, uh, you 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 have beautiful beautiful nails there, Cardi. Where the hell are we again? <laughs> what do they call this place? A nail salon, right? I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> I've never been in one of these fucking things in my entire life. You know, we got to get rid of Donald Trump. Got to get rid of Donald Trump because obviously. Donald Trump is an overt racist. He's no. way out there. No, no, Bernie, you mispronounced it. He's not an Bernie. He's not an overt racist. Donald Trump is a racist motherfucker, yo. Motherfucker. Racist motherfucker. That's how you pronounce it. Bernie, I'm sorry. I just want to give you the hot tip. If you're going to connect with the young people, if you're going to advocate for the youth in the community, then you need to speak the language of the youth in the community. So Donald Trump isn't an overt racist. He's a racist motherfucker, yo. Okay, Bernie. Okay, homeboy. Donald Trump is a bully, racist motherfucker, yo. That's why I'm advocating for the youth in the community. Okay? Now, people are just... In a nail salon. ...not scared to show it. Yes. And we constantly see on social media police brutality against black men and uh, against minorities. What are we going to do to change that? Because uh, ban social media. <laughs> that would be the, the easiest way. 
I mean, if you're seeing things that you dislike on social media, then delete Twitter account. That's how we can fix that. Done. No more problem. No more problem. Because that is discouraging our people. Yeah. We constantly see a man getting killed every day, and it seems like nobody cares. It seems like nobody cares. <laughs> Bernie cares, though. Bernie really cares. <laughs> it seems like nobody cares about the police brutality, and nobody is advocating for the youth in a community, and it's making it hard. And it seemed like nobody care about the about uh, the brutality on social media, and also nobody care about this great deal that we have here at Nail Ten Salon. Get yourself a manicure for fifteen dollar if you come down right now and say I'm with Bernie for twenty twenty. Nobody care about that either. Nobody's sympathizing. Nobody's talking nobody's about talking it. Nobody's talking about Obviously, it. <laughs> nobody's talking about it. Some may argue that's all politicians are talking about these days. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. How long have you been a Democrat, Cardi? How long have you been watching politics? No, nobody's talking about it. That's all the Democrats have been talking about for years. Racism, police, racism, racism, youth, racism, 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 racism. Yo, it's just like I just walk in. It's, it's, it's like walking into a movie cinema when the movie's already started, sitting down and after 30 seconds going, I haven't even seen a car chase yet. Where are the car chases? It's like nobody's doing car chases in movies anymore. It's like, did you just get here? What have you been doing this whole time? It's like nobody's talking. I just walk. I just became like a Democrat like yesterday, and the first thing I notice is like nobody's even talking about like the racism and the police brutality and stuff in the community with the youth. So that like that that like needs to change, Bernie. Homeboy, you need to do something about that. Okay. We need to end all forms of racism in this country. Okay. Obviously, we need to end all forms of racism. He for- again, he forgot how to pronounce it. Racism, motherfucker. Racist. So how do you end all forms of racism in the country? I don't know. Uh, can we ban white people? That'd probably be a start. Maybe we should just ban all the white people. But then Cardi wouldn't get as much money. You know, those little white kids buying tickets. Police brutality. Buying tickets and buying records. Records. From Donald Trump down to the local police department. Oh. We have something like one out of four young black men in this country end up in the criminal justice system. They may end up in jail, they may end up on parole, they may end up on probation, whatever it is. That is disgusting and beyond belief. Right, so, and, and it's because police are racist. It's because Donald Trump is a big racist bully. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's the reason. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the reason, and don't, don't you dare suggest anything otherwise, lest uh, you become part of the problem. Unless you be labelled some kind of supremacist or something. There's an overt racist at the White House. So the real reason why uh, one in four African-American men end up in the criminal justice system is because Donald Trump is racist and the police are racist too. So done. Solved. Solved. He's got my vote. Yo, like Bernie is like dropping fucking truth bombs here in the nail salon. 
This motherfucking nail salon crib just became a house of Trufio advocating for the community. First thing we do is we make sure that young people in this country, black yep. and Latino, Native American, whoever they may be, get the kind of education and job training they need yep. so they can go out and get good jobs. We have to win. No mention, no mention of the white people there. <laughs> we need to make sure that everybody gets the kind of education that I, Bernie Sanders, got and obviously Cardi B got <laughs> because you can't be rich and successful unless you have a good education. That's why you got to advocate for youth in the community. Invest in jobs and education, not more jails and incarceration. Second of all, in terms of police brutality, if a police officer kills somebody, that killing must be investigated. Yeah, because none of them are investigated. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yo, what are we going to do, Bernie? Because, like, these motherfucking police, these fucking piggies out there, man, they, like, rolling through the hood. They, like, shooting up the community. It's like, every time I go on Twitter, motherfucker, I see, like, more police brutality. Every time I go on, like, social media, people see the police brutality. That's why we got to advocate for the youth, Bernie. So, like, how are we going to stop that, Holmes? Because, like, like, the police brutality and the racism is like a bully president, okay? And, like, the fucking piggies just be rolling through the hoods, yo, like, popping off their nines. And we're going to do something about that. Well, well okay, Cardi. Uh, well, you know, I can tell that you've put a lot of thought into this. You've put a lot of thought into this. So let me tell you, Cardi, what we're going to do is uh, uh, anytime a police officer kills somebody, uh, there should be an investigation. Oh, boom, yo. Boom. Fucking Bernie gets it, man. We're going to have a, we're going to have investigations. It's like your ass can't be rolling through the hood whacking motherfuckers no more. Motherfuckers, you can't be rolling through the hood like shooting people on the streets like you used to, you KKK motherfuckers. Now, somebody gonna investigate your ass. Somebody gonna get to the bottom of it. You vote for Bernie. Bernie gonna investigate all y'all motherfuckers. We gonna have investigations now. Popping off their nines in the hood, y'all. That's why, that's why you need somebody like me to advocate for the community by the United States Department of Justice. Number three, Number we three. at the federal level yes. make sure, do everything that we can yes. to make sure that police departments look like the communities that they serve. <laughs> police departments look like the communities that they serve. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Ah, okay, so you're saying that you can't have white police officers in an area that is mostly black people. Okay, okay. So when you talk about uh, areas where there's like a lot of poverty, should the police be walking around in like with hats, baseball caps backwards, you know, you know, tracksuit pants, wife beater singlets, big gold chains, right? <laughs> should the police be getting around like that? Yeah, because the police like need to look like the area that they is like servicing. So we don't want to be able to tell the difference between the police and the regular people. They got to all look the same. No uniform, no police car, just random motherfuckers on the streets, y'all. Investigations. Not like an oppressive army. I don't an want oppressive army. That. <laughs> so really, the the problem is the uniforms, 
right? So we need the police to look more like regular people and not like a, quote, oppressive army, an oppressive army of police. So let's get the police in, like, some football jerseys, some football shirts. You know what I mean? If we if we get them down in the deep south or, like, the panhandle in Florida, they can walk around shirtless with, like, a big straw hat. Because <laughs> we can't have the police looking like an oppressive army. They've got to look like uh, hobos. Somebody mentioned L.A. If they're from L.A., they've got to look like hobos or Hollywood stars, one or the other. One or the other. Cruise around in limousines. I, I don't see any problem with this whatsoever. None whatsoever. That we're trying to attack the police. Because let me tell you something. Yeah. There was this one time that I started to feel like I hate the police. They pigs. But she said pigs. <laughs> I was just joking. I haven't watched this yet. I didn't know she was going to call them pigs. I just assumed, yeah, motherfucking piggies rolling through the hood. And then she drops the P-bomb. Yo, there was a time, like, I hate the police. Like, <laughs> somebody needs to capture that. <laughs> Screen cap that. Cardi B, quote, I hate the police, they're pigs. <laughs> but look at Bernie. Now, Bernie is sitting right back in his chair, and he looks like, holy shit, did she just say that? <laughs> See, what? why is this okay? If Donald Trump did an interview with somebody and the person that was sitting across from Donald Trump was like, yo, Mr. President, like, we got a problem with the motherfucking... Remember the way they treated the uh, Kanye sit-down when he sat down with Kanye West? Oh, Kanye West was saying all kinds of crazy things. Imagine if he sat there and said, yo, you got to do something about these racist motherfucking police, man. I hate the police. They pigs, yo. <laughs> Whoa, Bernie's shifting uneasily in his chair. He's <laughs> like, please end this. Can we end this? How, long, how much longer do we have to be taping for? When does this end? But there's a lot of cops that go in their jobs and they want to protect their people. They want to protect so their people. police departments that look like the communities that saying, they serve. Saying it again. We get rid of a lot of this militarization of the... Militarization of the police department. Police need to be out there handing out cookies. It's like if you're rolling through the ghetto at two in the morning, we're going to take your sidearm off you and hand you a bouquet of flowers. Maybe some fresh bread. Nobody can be angry with the smell of fresh bread in the air. That's how we're going to fix it. Police department, which is a form of intimidating people in the community. Ah. The, the last thing we want is for the police department to be to have any intimidating qualities at all. <laughs> the last thing we want is the police department to inspire any kind of feeling of intimidation in people. Because what we really want is like the kind of shit that you see in New York where they just throw buckets of water on the cops and give them the finger to their face and say, fuck you, motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. That's really what we want. Like people, when people aren't intimidated at all by the police, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. You shouldn't be intimidated by the police. You should feel very comfortable to walk up to the police and give them the big finger and throw water in their face and say, get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. This ain't your hood. You, you should be allowed to do that. That's fine. 
that's that's how we solve the uh the issue of uh you know police brutality in the community that's how you advocate for advocate for the community yo by having no intimidation quality in the police whatsoever <laughs> they're not there to intimidate <laughs> and by the way any 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 time a policeman uh, kills somebody uh, there needs to be an investigation. Yo, we haven't even been doing investigations? You mean these motherfuckers just out there popping homies in the ass and nobody writing a shit up? Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> there is a lot going on when... <laughs> I just love the random product placement. <laughs> like we're talking about police brutality we're talking about uh i hate the police they're pigs and then just randomly shots of the nail salon just spliced in mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah uh you know police brutality is a big problem and we need to make sure that the uh we demilitarize the police departments we need to make sure that uh the police departments look like the communities that they serve and we need to make sure that uh, the police are not intimidating. Mm-hmm, that sounds good, Bernie. Bring. <laughs> By the way, we're at the 10 Nail Salon. We're at the 10 Nail Salon. Just in case you were mistaken. Uh, this isn't a town hall. This is a nail salon. There is a lot going on, when, going it, on. when it comes to the immigrants. Yep. It's a very tough situation. I met a fan. I can't believe I can't believe I have to say this to Cardi. Cardi, you mispronounced situation. So Cardi, I'm sorry. Cardi, if you're going to advocate for the youth, um, make sure that you pronounce the words correctly. It's not situation, it's situation. Okay? Don't ruin it. Don't mess it up. In one of my concerts, and he was telling me how he's a dreamer, and he was approved by DACA and everything, and now he has to get deported to Mexico <laughs> to a country that he don't know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, sending people to countries where they have like no uh, no bearing and don't understand the culture and don't speak the language is really bad, isn't it, Cardi? <laughs> yeah. Sending people to countries that they don't know nothing about is a really bad thing to do, right? I mean, we're all against people going to countries where they don't know anything about it and can't speak the language and don't know the culture and shit, right? We're really against that, aren't we? Right? <laughs> well, I mean, like, like if we sending them there, like, nobody should be sent to Mexico, yo. Like, it's all right, you come here, that's fine. You bring, you come in here, you bring all the people in here. It don't matter if they can't speak the language, don't matter if they know the culture or whatever, they don't know nothing about it. That's fine, man, that's good. But we can't send anybody back <laughs> because it's not fair because they don't know nothing about it. Yeah, this is good logic here. What are we going to do when it comes to the dreamers in this country? Dreamers. I'm going to make a promise to you, all right? Here it is. Trump. <laughs> so we assume that Cardi B got into politics like a week ago before this chat with uh, Bernie, because she's obviously done her research. And now she's now this is going, <clears throat> Cardi, this is very special. It's like being a virgin all over again. This is your very first experience with a politician lying to you. <laughs> 
this is going to be your very first experience with a politician making a promise and then not keeping it. And you'll you when it happens, like act surprised. Yo, everybody, motherfucker, vote for Bernie Sanders because he promised. He a real nigga. He promised the shit, yo. He doing it. You know, everybody know that when Bernie Sanders make a promise, he going to keep that shit. Like, you don't make promises and then not keep them, yo. Look, Picardi, let me make a promise to you, okay? Not to anybody else. Fuck everybody else. I'm just going to make it to Cardi. <laughs> Cardi's the one I need to, need to impress. <laughs> Here it is. Here it Trump is. ended the DACA program with an executive order. In the first week I'm president, we're going to reestablish and expand that DACA program. There are about 1.8 oh, million young people who have only known the United States as their home. They yep. may have never visited Mexico or any place else in their life. This yep. is where they were raised. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we will reestablish the legal protections that the 1.8 million young people in this country today had under DACA. So they once again will have those protections, and I think we're going to expand that program for their parents as well. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to expand DACA. I can't wait to just expand the program and have illegal immigrants come flooding in, bringing their kids in. Yeah. (laughs) You know why? Because I met one fan at a show one time who was a dreamer. (laughs) Yo, because I met this person. They was like, had dreams and shit. And they was like a dreamer immigrant, yo advocating for the youth in the community and it's like what are we going to do about like the immigrant problem because like they're going to have to go back to mexico they don't even know nothing about that motherfucking place you know what i'm saying homie so what are we going to do about that shit <laughs> i make a promise to you Gotti. yeah <laughs> and under DACA. so they once again will have those protections and i think we're going to expand that program for their parents as well yeah. <laughs> We're back to the nail salon. Uh, people in the chat putting up arguments like Dr. S, for example, DACA was knowingly unconstitutional when it was put in place. Dr. S, with respect, I think you're confusing uh, Cardi B for somebody who gives a fuck about the Constitution. <laughs> Yo, the Constitution, what the fuck? What the fuck? You talking about like an old man piece of paper and shit. That shit was written like like 50 years ago, yo. That don't mean nothing to me. Like, that don't mean nothing to the dreamers, yo. Like, the world has changed. Like, a whole bunch of fucking slave owners got together and wrote up a bunch of rules and shit. Who gives a fuck about the Constitution, yo? That don't mean shit, motherfucker. Well, you know, the uh, the DACA program is unconstitutional. Unconstitutional? What the fuck are you talking about? Um, what the fuck is a constitution? Huh? I'm here advocating for the youth of Mexico, and you up here in my face talking about some constitution shit. What the fuck? Step off, motherfucker. We got piggies rolling through the hood, popping off their nines. We got dreamers getting sent to Mexico. They don't know nothing about the fucking place. They ain't never fucking been there. And you up in here talking about like a fucking constitution, man. That was written like 20 years ago by some white slave guy. Nobody give a fuck, man. Nobody give a fuck about the constitution. (laughs) 
couple of questions are, how would it be possible yes. to get free health insurance? You got to get your pussies checked. <laughs> how can it be possible to get a free pussy check at the gynecologist, yo? Got to get your pussies checked. Your grandma can see a doctor for free with the free health insurance. Got to get those fucking pussies checked. Free education. Education. And how will our student loans will be forgiven? Because forgiven. a lot of people think that it's impossible. <laughs> how will our student loans be forgiven? It's like, well, so we're at least we're acknowledging that you made a mistake getting that fucking worthless degree. But, uh... <laughs> And a lot of people don't want extreme socialism. We just want light socialism. <laughs> Fuck a constitution, motherfucker. So I like how the question is, how are the student loans going to be forgiven? Not how are the student loans going to be paid or who is going to... Somebody has to pay. If there's a debt, somebody pays it. This is the thing. Like, you can't. You don't just wipe debt. That doesn't happen. Somebody is owed money. Somebody is owed money and somebody needs to pay it. And if you wipe the debt, that just means somebody else pays it a different way. Like the taxpayers will pay it. Or this, you'll tax this over here. Like unless unless university professors start working for free, there is no free healthcare. There is no free education. Somebody is always paying for it. And if there is an outstanding debt there, for student loans, that is money owed to people for the service that you were given. So you can say, oh, okay, nobody has to pay it back, but somebody is still going to pay it back, whether we like it or not. It's not going to be the Bernie Sanders of the world. See, Bernie Sanders exists because of taxpayers. If people didn't pay tax, there would be no Bernie Sanders. You know, people like to talk about Mexico will pay for it. Fight for Ohio in the chat. Well done. Great callback. People like to talk about... It, it's funny because these people who are, you know, big government and working government and want more government and government to pay for shit, they just fundamentally misunderstand how the economy works. The thing that they hate, which is private industry and private capital and, you know... Uh, self-employed people and small businesses and stuff. If that didn't exist, the 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 government and the social programs and the government-owned programs exist at the at the expense of private industry, not the other way around. Private industry doesn't need government, but government needs private industry, right? Now you could say, oh, the government needs to regulate and stuff like that, otherwise private industry goes crazy. And I might have some sympathy with that view. But private industry makes its own money. It makes its own things. Government exists because they take money off private industry, take money off the economy. All of all of government and all government programs are a leech on the economy, are a leech, are a drain on the economy. They don't produce wealth. They don't produce capital. They don't produce money. They don't produce anything. So, oh, like, how are we going to wipe the hell? How are we going to wipe the student loan debt by by leeching more money off people who actually make it, instead of you know uh, looking to answers for people who exist because somebody else makes money for them to take. It's like they think everybody can just work for the government at some point. 
hey, here's an idea. Let's all just work for the government. I'll pay 100% tax and that'll pay your salary. And then you'll pay 100% tax and that'll pay for his salary. And then he'll pay 100% tax and that'll pay for my salary. It works out fine. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> And a lot of people don't want extreme socialism. Socialism. We are in Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> do, you, do, you reckon, do you reckon Cardi Wikipedia socialism the morning of this interview? Because <laughs> a lot of it was like she was reading a teleprompter. Because a lot of people out there, Bernie, they don't want extreme socialism. Socialism. And it was spelt phonetically like S O S H A L I S M. So shall ism. <laughs> so shall I? No, so shall ism, Carney. Mm-hmm. If we go in. Great nails, by the way. To Canada, what we find is that oh, every man, use, woman, and child let's, in that country. Let's use Canada as a fucking example. <laughs> yeah, Bernie, Bernie, make America Canada again. Macca. <laughs> has health care as a human right. So does the United Kingdom. So does Germany. So does Sweden, France, Norway, Denmark. Bottom line is the current system works to make billions of dollars in profit for the insurance companies and the drug companies. That's its function. And for you and for the government. The current system makes billions of dollars of profit. And yes, a lot of people make a lot of money. And, you know, we have our issues with the drug companies and stuff, but it also makes money for you, Bernie, for you to exist, for you to get a salary, for you to go down to Washington, D.C. to pay for the shit that you want to spend money on, like little government programs and little programs here and there and little welfare expenditures and raising minimum wages and shit. like It pays for that. <laughs> the current system exists to make a lot of people rich. Where the fuck do you think your money comes from? What what are you making? What trinkets are you inventing and selling, Bernie? The current system pays your wage too. <laughs> I want to change that. People are just afraid to pay more taxes than they are already paying. So how do you think? Pinochet in a chat asks, why do they always point to majority majority white nations? Hmm. Well, but that's because white supremacists are really big on free healthcare. <laughs> Maybe that's something we can get going. You know, all of these racist white countries all have free healthcare. You don't want to be like that, do you? <laughs> you know, all of these majority white countries with their history of racism and bigotry and oppressing minorities, they all have free health care and free education. We're better than that. We don't need that shit. You can keep your Nazi entrainment programs where they are, Germany. No, Canada. We ain't going to turn into a racist, white supremacist, free health care hellhole like you. <laughs> Maybe we can meme that into existence. White supremacists believe in free healthcare. Are you a white supremacist? (laughs) I think we could work around that. Right now, the way we pay for healthcare is pretty complicated. Every month, there's a premium that you have to pay. It's very complicated. It's very complicated stuff. And when you go to the doctor, you have to pay a Mm co-payment. And often, you have to pay out of your own pocket Mm. because your insurance may not cover this or that procedure. He he explains this to Cardi because she obviously knows what it's like when you uh, need to pay for your own health care and health insurance and stuff, right? 
she obviously knows how this works. And then you pay in taxes for Medicare, for Medicaid, and for the Veterans Administration. So people have to understand that. No more premiums, no more co-payments, no more deductibles. You go to any doctor you want. And you do pay more in taxes depending on your income. The overwhelming majority of the people will end up paying less than they're currently paying in health care. Their, ta- <laughs> their taxes will go up, but they'll pay less out of their own pocket. Yay! <laughs> taxes will go up, but they're not going to be paying premiums, deductibles, co-payments. Hey, what are we going to do about done. wages <laughs> good. in America? Good. So, yeah, good, good. So we need to raise the wages. <laughs> can't do it anymore. So how are we going to pay for the private healthcare? Well, healthcare, the way you pay for healthcare right now is very complicated. You pay a premium every month and then you have to pay a co-payment as well when you go to the doctor sometimes. Oh, okay, okay. But no premiums. Okay. So how are we going to pay for the healthcare? So what we're going to do is raise the taxes. And in order to raise the taxes, how we're going to do that is by raising the wages. And when we raise the wages, the companies will make less and they'll pay less tax because they're not making as much money which means that there's less money going into the system because they're paying their workers more. You see how this works? Uh, uh, uh. Okay. So we need we need to raise the wages in order. You hear that? Fucking homie, my homeboy here. He gonna investigate the KKK police. He gonna give the free healthcare by raising the taxes after he raises the wages. So you're gonna be paying less. You'll be making more, but making less. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking deal, doesn't it? Like, for example, like me as a, a New Yorker, not now, but, you know, when I was not famous, I just felt like no matter how, how many jobs I get, I wasn't able to get, to make any needs. Like, Which is why I had to drug men and rob them after promising them sex. Like I wasn't able to pay my rent, get right. transportation and eat. That is an excellent and important question. Because right now we have tens of millions of people who are earning what I consider to be starvation wages. Starvation wages. Can you imagine somebody today earning $9 an hour? Can somebody please fucking explain to me how all of these people in the United States are earning quote-unquote starvation wages, yet over 50% of the population is fucking morbidly obese? Can anybody explain that to me? How the hell does that work, Bernie? Where are these starving people? Show me the starving people. If you go to the poorest areas, they are the fattest people. Show me. Show me the poor people walking around with their ribs sticking out. It doesn't exist. You are making it up. (laughs) You are making it up. The poor people are fat asses. Right? (laughs) They actually complain. The poor people say, I'm fat because I'm poor. So I can't afford to buy the nice food. Starvation wages? What the fuck, man? No, 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 no. There's no such thing as starvation wages. If anything, that would lower the cost of healthcare. If everybody was getting paid starvation wages, then the pressure on the health system would be far less because obesity kills like 10 times more people than cigarettes do. And we've got all these taxes and laws and stuff against cigarette smoking. You know, you need to go and stand outside at a restaurant now because people don't want to see the side of cigarettes. I should be able to walk up to a morbidly obese person in a restaurant and ask them to eat in the alleyway. Oh, this is a bad influence for my kids. 
You know what I mean? If we're, but if fair is fair, starvation wages. I have a great plan for the health system. I have a great plan to fix the health system. We're going to start paying everybody starvation wages. And everybody's going to be nice and trim, nice and fit, nice and skinny. And then we can save money on public transport because we'll be able to fit more seats in the bus. It's tr- it's a tremendous idea. It don't make no sense. No, it doesn't. How do you pay your rent? How do you pay for food? How do you pay for transportation? Right. You can't. And if you have a child. Yes. And, and my thing is that. You know, certain people like to brag that there is more jobs now in America, but it's... Certain people like to brag. (laughs) It's like, yeah, there's an increase of jobs given, but what are they paying? And these jobs, they practically pay nothing. You got... Wow. Yeah, like people like to brag that there are more jobs, but like what are they paying for these jobs? They pack practically paying nothing. When you're a millionaire, you know, thirty thousand dollars a year or twenty thousand dollars a year looks like nothing. I'll give you that. It's all about perspective. They practically paying nothing. It's like nothing. I don't get out of bed for fifty thousand. That is exactly the issue. That's exactly so you the can issue. get a job, but maybe you're going to have to work for two or three jobs. Exactly. I think it's like less than 5% of the population works two or three jobs. Isn't that right? Less than 5% of the population works two jobs. Legislation that I've introduced, which was passed in the House recently, the U.S. House, would raise that minimum wage to $15 an hour. And what we also- Which means less people, which means unemployment will go up. The biggest employer- in you know most western countries including the united states is small to medium business so if you increase the minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour then you're going to have to employ less people because you have a wage budget you only have a certain amount of money coming in everything's budgeted people are running tight ships you know do you think the guy who runs the local supermarket is just fucking jumping in a ferrari and drinking champagne on a yacht on the weekend so he might employ like 10 people, give them a certain amount of hours a week, enough to cover the work that he needs doing. If you raise the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, he's going to have to let people off, which puts a strain on the welfare system then, doesn't it? So the few people who are, you know, selected will get the $15 an hour, but then everything else is going to increase as well. Because if wages are higher, then the cost of living goes up. Because in order to pay the higher wages, people charge more for shit. Like, you're not going to have... And the other thing that happens is when minimum wages go up, uh, governments tend to increase taxes. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? When people start earning more money, governments are like, well, we can take an extra 2%. What's the difference? We'll take it a little extra off the top here. So that extra money in your pocket isn't going to last very long. But again, it, this com- this kind of common sense stuff, if it mattered, then uh, this conversation here in this fucking nail salon wouldn't be taking place. If the common sense stuff was relevant, then this wouldn't be a conversation. But nobody cares. So I have to do is make it easier for workers to join unions so they can sit down and engage in collective bargaining and earn a decent living. Well, that's the other thing. Somebody brings up McDonald's. <clears throat> the other thing is, 
when government comes up with these plans, oftentimes the big companies write themselves out of the legislation. So that was one of the issues with Obamacare, right? The biggest companies didn't have to pay it. Because they said, well, we can't, we employ, you know, 10, we employ 50,000 people across these states. We can't afford to pay all of these overheads when it comes to health insurance. So it was just the small and medium business owners that had to pay the health insurance. And the big employers didn't have to do it because they had too many employees. So they talk about, oh, we'll raise the minimum wage, but I guarantee you at some at some level, these big companies like the McDonald's of the world will turn around and say, hey, whoa, 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 we can't be doing that. We can't afford to pay that. <laughs> like, okay, you don't have to then. But the, you other guys, you small to medium business owners, you disgusting capitalist pigs, you'll be paying it. Bernie, do you think it's going to be possible to eliminate student debt student because debt. so many people are suffering these things and it just i feel like it discouraged the youth to go to school Party. good good <laughs> it discourages the youth to go to school the youth you are because the education is important and it's like you do if you discourage and the youth from going to school because of like the debt and that like it's gonna be like very bad, so you need to like uh, you need good education, y'all. Like y'all need to make money, so you know if you want to get them good jobs, like fifteen dollars an hour. My fucking homeboy here, home, uh, Bernie, gonna make it fifteen dollars an hour. You're gonna have to make sure you go to school, get yourself a good education. It's bad, like bad for the youth and shit. Are one hundred percent right. You got forty-five million people in this country who have student debt. You believe that? Yes. Forty-five million. You have She's young right people, on the edge of her 25, seat, 30, she? they were told, you got to go to college to go out and get a good job, right? Yes. So they went $50,000, yeah, $100,000 they were lied to. They were lied to by people like you, Bernie, who said you got to go to college to get a good job. They were lied to by governments like you, who prop propping up the university system by trying to force feed students into there, selling them promises of like, well, if you get this degree, you'll be able to earn $200,000 a year. Like, all you need is a degree. Everybody needs a degree. Fuck that blue-collar work, am I right? Fuck that blue-collar shit. You want to make the good money. So they were lied to by pricks in government like you, Bernie. Number one, if you can get into college, if you have the ability, you should be able to get a college education regardless of your income, and we're going to make public colleges and universities tuition-free. Second thing, to answer your question, we are going to cancel all student debt in America. What could possibly go wrong? What's the student debt at? Like three hundred billion? Is that is that right? Three hundred billion dollars. Let's just take three hundred billion dollars of debt, like out. Let's just rip that out of the equation and see what happens. It'll be fine. Nothing's gonna nothing. Nothing will go wrong. That won't cause any chaos in the system in the economy whatsoever. That'll be fine. Now, how can we do that? We're going to do all of that by putting a very modest tax on Wall Street speculation. Show them nails, Cardi. <laughs> we're gonna put a very mod. We're gonna put a very modest tax on Wall Street speculation by putting a very modest tax on Wall Street speculation. Spirit hands. Woo! <laughs> 
face though. Bernie Sanders and Cardi B hanging out at the nail salon. Fantastic stuff. Well, I'm convinced. I don't know about you. This has 2 million views, by the way, this video. 2 million people watch this. I wonder how many people watched it like we watched it just now. <laughs> With perhaps a tinge of cynicism. We won't know. Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll finish it off with one more story here, which I found interesting. Thanks for joining us. You're on the Daily Boogie. Uh, if we're looking for jobs, if we want to get people a job, maybe this is the way to go. Have you heard of professional cuddlers? So a professional cuddler is somebody who goes around legitimately, gets paid $80 an hour to cuddle somebody for to make them feel better, I guess. If you need a hug, there's somebody out there who's going to... That's capitalism at work, baby. If you need a hug, somebody out there is willing to hug you for $80 an hour. So this particular professional cuddler uh, got into a little little, little bit of legal trouble uh, yesterday. I'll show you what's going on. In Arizona, second only to Florida for what the fuck is going on in segments. Let's check out the professional cuddling scene in Arizona. It's reliever that's good for your body, mind, and spirit. It is advertised across the valley. And tonight we're learning the cuddle therapy industry is largely unregulated. So oh. what happens if a therapist crosses the line? ABC 15, Zach Crunch. <laughs> we need more government regulations. <laughs> you see... The problem isn't that uh, people are out there so despondent, so depressed, so alone, so devoid of any hope that they will pay somebody to cuddle them. Uh, the problem is that the cuddle industry has not been regulated by government yet. Shaw with a warning for anyone thinking about giving it a try. If you search for cuddlers in the valley, you will find dozens of options on different cuddlers. websites, both men and women advertising their age, weight, sexual orientation, even if they have a passport. Jesus. But no one is regulating who out there can say they're a professional cuddler. <laughs> we need industry guidelines. <laughs> Define cuddle. We need an industry watchdog to look over this cuddle therapy nonsense. And of course, they'll be paid from taxpayer money. <laughs> People need to be taught how to cuddle. There needs to be a set of guidelines. So if their hands stay above their hip, but not more than, you know, at a 25 degree from the shoulder, the fingers must not touch at the small of the back. If you cuddle, then you must be uh, turned. Spooning is a different kind of cuddle altogether. So you need to, you know, you need to make sure that your legs are interlocked at a certain position at a certain degree. The room must be regulated at a certain temperature. All of these things need to go into professional cuddling, which aren't happening now. I mean, we can't have like the Wild West of people just going around giving each other hugs without any kind of oversight whatsoever. You never know what kind of tragedy might happen. On her website, Suzanne Woodward says she's a certified professional cuddler charging 80 an hour and telling potential clients, quote, something magical happens when a person is held. She discussed it with ABC 15 back in 2016. Just biochemically, you know, we, we need physical touch in our life. Recently, her physical touch came into question, a client alleging inappropriate sexual contact. The Arizona Republic reporting a female client filed a complaint back in May, saying Woodward's nipple was in her mouth for five minutes. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Up. That's it. I'm out. I don't know what. To, I don't know what. To... <laughs> oh my god. Excuse me. Excuse me. Your nipple has been in my mouth for five minutes. Can we do something? Can you change your position, please? Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> Smokey Bear in the chat. Nice. <laughs> Imagine laying there with a you've paid you've paid for a professional cuddle therapist to come out five minutes yes five minutes is a fucking long time if you're in a position that you don't want to be in apparently allegedly okay so uh, let's just get into our cuddle position here and like oh, oh, oops oh, oh. okay now just hold it there. <laughs> Is this supposed to be in my mouth? Am I supposed to, am I supposed to have your nipple in my mouth? Is this not? Yeah, that's fine. Just don't move. No talking now. No talking. Just feelings. Just feelings. Just let the emotions flow. Okay. We're nice and calm and we're cuddling. And uh, 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 uh. Okay. Don't move. Just there. Just there's fine. Just there. Shh. <laughs> In order for the therapy to work, you need to stay quiet, okay? Don't talk now. <laughs> the client asked Tempe police to investigate and... Investigate. <laughs> ...filed a complaint with the Arizona Massage Therapy Board. Nothing illegal that occurred here. Woodward and her attorney, Flynn Carey, explained their side before the board a few weeks ago. She went to see uh, Dr. Woodward as Dr. a cuddle Woodward. therapist. Specifically in her complaint, complainant says, I told her that it had always been my dream to be held naked by a woman. Police reached the same conclusion. Woodward was never arrested and still has her... So the customer said to Woodward, um, please, can you be naked for this cuddle? I want to be held by a naked woman. And Suzanne Woodward said, fine, I'll take off my gear. Let's get into cuddle mode. <laughs> and as soon as I were laying on the bed, somehow the therapist's nipple found its way into the customer's mouth. <laughs> Just happened to get there. And then not only did the therapist's nipple find its way into the customer's mouth, ladies and gentlemen, it then stayed there for not four, not six, but five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Five minutes on the clock with the therapist's nipple in the customer's mouth. <laughs> and then one can only assume that the hour then passed, uh, the cuddle therapy was over, the therapist got dressed and left, The she was paid, and then the customer, having decided at a later time that she wasn't particularly happy with the services of the therapist, then filed a complaint to get the, the therapist into legal trouble. <laughs> this is great stuff. Massage therapy license. We tried to talk to her at home and at her business. Both Woodward and her attorney never responded to calls, texts, or emails. The board ultimately concluded they do not regulate cuddling. We have no jurisdiction over this. That <laughs> So we need cuddle regulations. We need cuddle laws now. Cuddle control now.
If a line is crossed during the intimate... The, look at the wild west of cuddle therapy in the car on. Yes! <laughs> the wild west, ladies and gentlemen. The wild west of cuddle therapy. I haven't watched this clip. I don't pre-watch anything. So I, I made the Wild West line as a joke earlier in, you know, early in this piece. Oh, that's true. We can't have the Wild West of cuddle therapy out here. Next thing you know, boom, it's up on the Chiron. <laughs> Business transaction, there's very little recourse for the victim, whether that's the client or the cuddler. Now, Woodward has hosted a number of cuddling parties at her home. Online. That's what the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> hey, are you going over to Sally's house tonight? What's happening at Sally's house? Well, we might be getting together for a little bit of a cuddle party, if you know what I mean. Hey, hey. Oh yeah. Are you going to the Are you going to the cuddle party at Sally's house? Absolutely. She's a therapist, you know. Therapist. I didn't know that. She does have tremendous tits, though. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the free market at work. Don't let these fascists and Nazis regulate cuddle therapy. Let's keep cuddle therapy the wild, wild west. Because cuddling might be fine, but, uh, you know... I don't think that anybody could be be depressed with a nipple in their mouth. Do you? Can you imagine any scenario <laughs> where having a nipple in your mouth would be uh, something that you would want to avoid? I don't think so. I don't think it exists. Cuddle party at Sally's house. <laughs> Girls, get them out. We're going to cuddle it up. I'm going to cuddle the shit out of her. <laughs> there you have it. What the fuck is going on in Arizona? Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show tonight. I can't get that image out of my head now. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to pop a titty in my mouth, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Until tomorrow night at 11 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. And we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Don't forget to follow our friends at Real Person PLTCS for the best 15-minute data downloads on the interwebs and Chris Mack at ChrisMC44 for 44 periscopes a day. See you tomorrow, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tomorrow, I think we might investigate real estate in Greenland. Why don't we do that? A lot of people in the chat saying they need a cuddle. Uh, you know the rules. <laughs> Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes and I'll get you so I'll get you a cuddle. But you know what to do. <laughs> I mean it's the Wild West out here, baby. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.